0: welcome to Screens in Focus podcast where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brittany and I'm Diana and this is episode one. We are super excited to have you with us for our very first episode. Today we will be reviewing season one episodes one and two of The Walking Dead with a few themes in mind. So we're going to give you a preview of today's agenda and just give you an idea of what to expect for the objective of the show. So we're going to start off with watching two episodes of The Walking Dead and then moving on to other series. First, we'll give you a recap and then we'll go into themes, thoughts, and reactions. And after that, we'll talk about what we're currently watching because there are a lot of shows that don't overlap with us and so we can learn
1: a little bit more about that. Okay, so a recap of Season 1, Episode 1, Days Gone By. Small-town Georgia Sheriff Rick Grimes, who is wounded in the line of duty, awakens from a coma to find a zombie apocalypse world. He's in search of his wife, Lori, and his son, Carl. Along the way, he meets survivor Morgan Jones and his son, Dwayne, who explain what has happened and to not get bit or you will turn. Rick, armed with guns and ammo, heads to Atlanta in search of a refugee camp and the CDC rumored to be working on a cure in hopes of finding his family. In the meantime, we see Shane Walsh, Rick's partner and best friend, with Lori, Carl, and others at a survivor's camp. As Rick is traveling, he runs out of gas and finds a horse to ride the rest of the way. He gallops into town only to find hordes of zombies a.k.a. walkers everywhere. (laughs) The walkers devour the horse, and Rick narrowly escapes into a tank. We hear a voice over the tank radio calling him a dumbass and asking if he is comfortable in there. The episode ends with hundreds of zombies roaming the streets and surrounding the horse and tank. I would just like
0: to say that your recap was... (laughs) <laughs> amazing professional beautifully spoken and you get an a plus uh, i already know that i get a c plus because it's very much like i'm no. talking to myself but um thank you Brittany. i'm gonna give you a recap of episode two it's called guts it's much shorter but yeah so <laughs> the episode starts and we see more of Lori, aka rick's wife who are they still married i'd like to remind everyone she's betraying her <laughs> (laughs) husband by sleeping with his best friend Shane out in the forest gross she takes off her necklace of her wedding ring before then before they sleep together so I guess that helps her a little bit anyway Glenn who is our new friend who called Rick the dumbass he helps him get out of the tank away from the walkers and meets up with him and his group in a department store. We meet more characters like Morales, Merle, Andrea, and T-Dog. Rick helps the team think of a way to get out of that department store because it's now surrounded by more walkers and get back to their camp safely. They get a walker outside, kill it, they cover themselves in its guts, hence the name. It is genius and also disgusting and awful. And then they walk amongst the walkers to get to a truck and a sports car. Rick picks everyone up in the truck while Glenn draws the walkers away from the department store in his sports car with the alarm blaring loudly. So we are going to talk about first some overall themes we noticed and we noticed uh, quite a few and I think the first one is fear.
1: Yeah. Fear is a recurring theme. Like when Rick wakes up disoriented and sees the world the way it is and um he's scared for his family he has no idea what is happening and what has happened and where they are and that's the first
0: thing he really thinks of is his family yeah i think he is very disoriented because he's trying to figure out what this world is he's trying to navigate this world but at the same time, you know that his wife and child are at the forefront of his mind, which is why he becomes a character that we love so much. Yeah. And then we also see this with Dwayne, who is the little boy we meet, and that is Morgan's son. He's afraid of his zombie mom. When he hears Morgan firing off shots in the upstairs bedroom, I don't know if he knows that it's at his mom or if it's just he's still scared of guns and these zombies so much. Well, I think what it do you could think? be
1: anything. I... I'm thinking he could think zombies or walkers or inside the house. I mean, Mm. it it could be a number of things, but I think he hadn't heard guns being fired in his house, so I really think it could be anything. And, yeah, being afraid, what if he did kill the mom? Yeah. You know?
0: That also kind of... That kind of brings me to your thoughts on the zombies having... Oh, yeah. ...more... They have thoughts behind them. Like, they're not just walkers They're not just walking around looking for blood. Because this mom, she returns back to their house. And who knows how many times she does it, if she does it every night, if she does it every couple of days. Regardless, she's coming back to their home. Mm -hmm. So that's a little freaky to think, oh, they're not... We think, oh, they're dead. They have no life, no soul. And then you see this mom returning back to her home where her son and her husband are. Yeah. So it's a little... It's interesting to see how the how the walkers have
1: changed from I, yeah, season one. I really think they have changed, and now that we are at the season. Eight? Yeah, yeah eight, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Now that we're at season eight, I mean, how we see the zombies now, I, and going back and watching the very first episodes, it's so different. That's why it was so noticeable. Just run faster. They climb fences. They crawl under tanks. Um, they look as though they're opening the door and, and peering through the peephole in the door. And they just seem to be smarter. Yeah. And well, quicker. Yes. They seem to have a little jog to them sometimes. Yeah. So it's kind <laughs> yeah. of like, oh man, that one's running a little faster and crawling over the fence. Yes. You know, so I don't know. Those walkers have been were scarier earlier in the season and maybe they need to make them a little faster and you know, a little more thoughtful currently. And maybe that's why
0: that's really interesting. Maybe there's something to be said about how much time has gone on. Maybe over time these walkers are getting weaker. But, you know, that's true. who
1: knows? It maybe be. it's yeah.
0: maybe it's that maybe maybe that's one of the factors. But
1: sometimes the walkers are fresh walkers, mm-hmm. right? Because people just die. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I that's would think true. that they would still be able to have some
0: I don't really want to say Have some thoughts, energy, agility. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Since so they're fresh. it's yeah. I get that. Did you see fear anywhere else in these two episodes? Uh,
1: Merle, when he was <laughs> left handcuffed to the rooftop. I had not remembered seeing Merle that way. You know, begging God for guidance. And he's just, I don't know, it was kind of heart-wrenching seeing him that way. And I think that's a
0: reminder to us. Because Merle is not a likable character. Right. He's not. He's not someone you root for, right? Exactly. Like, and I think that is interesting because no matter how much you dislike someone, you don't wish them any, you wish you don't wish them unwell. You don't want right. them to die. Right. You don't wanna see them in a situation they can't get themselves out of. Yeah. So we still don't, we still cringe when T-Dog gives up and leaves. He's like, I can't, I don't, the key's lost. I gotta go, I gotta, yeah. I have to survive and save myself.
1: I wasn't feeling sorry for Merle at that time. <laughs> Maybe because I know, I don't know, I think originally I wasn't either, but but I did, I don't know, I just thought I, I did have a little bit of compassion, but I was actually Michael Rooker, I think it, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, his acting job was phenomenal, and that's what I was really impressed with. I thought, wow, he's doing a really good job. Did he get credit for this, <laughs> you know, because... You know, I thought he did a really good job, especially flipping from one way to the other, because then he was like mad and yelling Mm -hmm. at him and saying, you know, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I felt like he was saying, you know what, I don't really need your help. I can do this. That's true.
0: But I think that shows that there's more than one dimension to these characters. Exactly. Which they don't show... You don't think initially, right? Like, they introduce some of these characters and they seem so basic. Total archetype or stereotype. Mm -hmm. And then you see the flip side and they surprise you. That's where The Walking Dead really surprises you. This character development. Even if it's for a second. Right. You're like, oh, wow, I didn't think someone would act that way. And I think that also goes with their identity and adjustment in these two episodes. I see rick in the first episode he sees that little girl in the parking lot and he says little girl i'm a cop don't be afraid right with the intention of helping her yeah because that's in a time of crisis that's who he identified with i'm a cop i'm gonna help people Mm -hmm. but we see that kind of change towards the end of the second episode, I believe, when he starts realizing this is a changed world. I can't just think that I'm a cop. Like, I need to find my family. Right. I just think that's really interesting that it can switch so quickly, just depending on your situation and the environment
1: you're in. Mm -hmm. I think it does change, but I think his core personality is being both. You know, he may not be a sheriff in this new world, but he's still a leader and he's still... Wants to help people or has to not leave someone behind. Definitely. Let
0: me circle back to Merle real quick. Just because I think that part of his identity and adjustment leads into him being handcuffed on that roof. So he is the one who's acting a fool because he can't get it together just to survive. He keeps letting his prejudices get in the way. Yeah. He keeps being an ass to everyone in the group, especially T-Dog. Obviously. And I think that's what gets him in trouble. Yeah. He gets handcuffed to the roof because he can't control yeah. himself. He yeah. can't realize where he is and what is appropriate in order to survive. He can't put that above his pride. Like right. who he yes. his inner beliefs yes. are taking over. He can't let go of the old world in this new world yet mm-hmm. and it's been like two mu- a month or two but he still is adjusting and realizing okay I can't act this way because I need people on my side I need to survive I need to be a good contributor to this group rather than bringing everyone down I don't think he ever finds that though
1: well until the very end I think he has a change of heart mm-hmm. with Michonne in the car mm-hmm. but I think right up until then he's you know
0: And I think that is hard. And he's not a likable character. Again, I don't like him, but I (laughs) sympathize with him because uh, with identity and adjustment and like we I feel like in this day and age, we're all very sure of who we are. Right. Mm -hmm. We're very we all stand very strong in our convictions. We all know if we're liberal or Republican, whatever. And for me, I'm very much a liberal. I'm very much like an activist. I like to write letters to the government and I like to make sure I'm doing my part. And when people say things that irk me or that I feel are sexist or racist, or it's so hard for me to bite my tongue. I have to really assess where I'm at and think, is this appropriate? Yeah. Can I speak? Is this going to be okay? And it's not about me not believing in what I believe. It's about me realizing where I am. Right. The people I'm around. Yes. And if it's worth it right so i have sympathy for him because i know that you know this world changed very quick right and he has to adjust but at the same time i'm like get your shit together dude (laughs)
1: that's for sure let's see oh let's talk about shane (sighs) do we have to So, he does want to be the top dog and the big man in charge, and I really think he wants to be the husband and the dad. There's a moment when he says to Carl, Carl and Shane, you know, we're the heroes, we'll be the legends, and I think that's what he wants.
0: I think he thrives when Rick isn't around, which is sad. Yes,
1: He feels powerful. Yeah, and people do look to him. I don't know if they look to him because they want to, but he kind of commands that Mm -hmm. or takes that or, you know.
0: That's really interesting that you say that because that's a very good way to look at it. Shane commands power. He, He takes it from you. Right. He expects it from you. When we see Rick in later seasons and episodes he doesn't have to command power maybe sometimes he has to be a little more assertive and stand his ground but people follow him he inspires loyalty yes he does he doesn't have to convince you that he is a leader he just innately in him like you said he that's who he is to help people and to lead and inspire so that's really that's a very interesting contrast even though people don't all Agree with him.
1: Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> we are but, always like, <laughs> yeah, but not everybody does. So, and yeah, and so Shane is more like taking it. Just, I'm thinking of like when uh, Jim was digging the holes and he wanted to take the shovel away and he ends up handcuffing him to the tree. And when Ed is beating Carol, you know, and taking him and beating the crap out of him. So, I don't know. Makes me wonder what kind of a sheriff he was, too. Definitely. I'm sure it was that way, too. And that's
0: just a very interesting parallel. Also, I want to talk really quickly about how Shane speaks to Lori. First of all, it it is probably like one or two months after the outbreak. And I know that they've been hooking up. Fine. Whatever. But he speaks to her as if he has always been the boss of her as if he yeah. it is that's how it should be when she walks away from him and he goes to talk to her in the tent and she finally says okay yeah you're uh-huh. right he goes see telling me okay wasn't that hard excuse <laughs> me yeah. what year is it 1930 <laughs> what yeah. oh my gosh so it's not that it's only him as a leader that annoys me yeah. it's him as a person it seems like he does not have the same respect for women. He I agree, yeah. rarely has r- really respect for anyone else. And I al- almost feel like he only cares about Carl because he wants Lori. I don't feel mm-hmm. like a super, super genuine connection. I think he does. I think he
1: does. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does. But, but I, it could be, you know, I think I, that's why I think he wants to be the dad and the husband. I also I think he think wants think them both. I don't think it's just Laura. I think he wants the whole family. And I think he
0: has this even though he won't show it, I think he has a desire for people to like him. Even though he's not
1: like Or respect him.
0: Out yeah, even though he's not outwardly like insecure. Like I think that in his head that's what he's thinking. He mm-hmm. needs that validation. That is yeah. the type of man he is. Hope? Yeah. Do you wanna do hope? <laughs>
1: Oh, so I actually, yeah, I enjoyed the scene where Rick takes Morgan and uh, Dwayne back to the police station where they get their ammo and guns, but they take the time to take a shower. And Dwayne is just really enjoying that shower. <laughs> and he's just, I can't even remember his reaction, but he's just singing away or just so happy. And I thought, God, you're being in the house and you know dealing with his mom it was just really nice to see a kid act like a kid for just a few minutes and we don't
0: think about the like those types of things that we take for granted like running hot water i know know. yeah oh that could be gone in an instant yeah but we don't think about that we get to have take a shower a nice bath every day we have running water to wash our face brush our teeth every day and they're These people weren't survivalists. They didn't take like outdoor survivalist classes. They are just regular people like you and me. So Mm -hmm. their water was just shut off because of this apocalypse. So that is a beautiful moment. He's just like, Woo! Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. That's what it was. (laughs) I knew it was something like that. He was just so happy. And then also uh, with Glenn driving the car, the Charger, you know, I think he was exhilarated for a couple reasons. One, because they were escaping the walkers and everybody was in the truck except for Merle, um, but um, and also just driving this car and, you know, high speed, and it was a beautiful car, and he was driving it fast, and he was just being young and enjoying it. So, I mean, it was just really cool to see him so happy. And we love to see Glenn because... I know. I love Glenn. It's
0: just you all know you've all watched the walking dead but we miss him you know it's nice to see him in the beginning moments and to see him so happy and so young and just having fun because he was the moral compass of this show he was (laughs) okay i'm gonna stop before i cry (laughs) (laughs) and then last there was the center for disease control which they mentioned they and i thought that that related to hope because they're talking about having a cure and later they tried to travel to the cdc right to um, see if anyone's there or see if they're working Mm -hmm. on anything and i think that's very that's very much just human nature it is to think that this will pass Exactly. This is just a phase. This is not going to last. We're going to make it through this. There has to be a cure. Exactly. There's no way we're not going to make it out of this. So I think, and I don't think that's bad. I know that this show goes on for years and years and there's no cure, but I think that it's good to keep that hope. Even years later when there's still no cure, I think it's good to keep that because or else what else do you you have for? Yeah. Yeah. You have to have hope, something to hope for. Let's talk about things we noticed. I'm really not trying to be funny, but when when Rick walks out of this hospital and he's walking onto the roof, and I don't know if any of you would think about this, but he walks out and they show his feet on the rooftop. And I'm thinking, why can't he go get some slippers first? (laughs) Like, he opens the door. He sees all these dead people. I know he sees all these dead people on the ground because you open the door, you see that. But he keeps walking. He's walking through in between. Hey, what's yeah. up? Oh, there's like, oh, there's a party of dead people up here. I'm just going to walk on through with my bare feet. I don't know if it's just me as a germaphobe, but I definitely would have ran through that hospital. I know they have supplies and clothes and whatever. There. Well,
1: what about his clothes and his shoes? I would have looked for that, too. Yeah, they should yeah, be there. Exactly. They're usually with you. Your yes. Personal items. So. Yes.
0: I mean, you <laughs> need to find some shoes, right? So we're going to move on to a segment we call why we love Rick. Oh, yes. Diana, why don't you take it away?
1: (laughs) Well, I love Rick because he is a badass (laughs) leader, family first with him. And he can't leave people behind. And he feels sometimes he owes a debt to people. He feels he owes Glenn for saving him. You know, he said, you know, Glenn didn't have to, he didn't know me. He didn't have to help me, but he did. So I'm going to help him. And even Merle, you know, I don't think that their interaction at first was a good one. But he said, I can't leave him like that. You know, I, I just can't leave him tied up there. So I'm just going to have to go back. And And it's interesting because he says that in the morning um, after his first night with Lori and Carl. And you would think he'd be so excited, um, excited and happy and not want to lose that. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't sit right with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he needs to go get Merle to make himself right. So that's just his gut.
0: Yeah, And that it shows is. you he is a good soul. Not a lot of people think that right. way. I mean, think about it. If you yeah. were separated from your family and you don't know the time because you were in a coma. Right. You just yeah. woke up. It could be months. It could be a year. You don't know how fa- how long you've been apart. Mm-hmm. And you're finally reunited. Honestly, and I'm, okay, I'm sorry, God. But honestly, I probably wouldn't go back. Like, I'm going to be real. Like, I, I think yeah. it would
1: eat at me. Well, I think a lot of people wouldn't. But go I would, back because you you're afraid to go through the walkers and you'll yes. get eaten and die yes and you're just you want to be with your family like you want to be which is a part of the theme of fear That's it's very true. True. yeah you're afraid it's
0: like do you let your fear rule you or do you overcome it yeah because you know
1: that it's the right thing to do right which is what Rick is doing. Mm-hmm. And why I
0: love him. Nothing but love for my <laughs> president, Rick. <laughs> um, I also love Rick because in the beginning scene when he talks to Shane about his marriage troubles with yes. Lori. Uh-huh. He's talking about like how she wants him to speak more. or She wants him to express his feelings more. And then finally, she sa- he tells Shane, you know what she said to me? She said... Sometimes I wonder if you even care about us at all. And she said that in front of our kid. Now, pause. I thought that was his pride speaking. I thought him as a man, he felt disrespected in front of his son, and Mm -hmm. he didn't like that. That's what I thought at first. Then he switches it. He says, imagine going to school with something like that in your head. He's thinking about his kid. Right. He doesn't care that Lori said that to him. He cares that... Lori is making it known to Carl that him and Lori, they're bickering, they're They're fighting, they're having trouble troubles. Yeah. And Carl's young and people think that kids don't pick up on stuff like that, but they do. They do. They're so they're so observant. They pick up on vibes. They pick up on all of that. That just shows me that Rick is inherently not a selfish person and he thinks yeah, about I agree. how it yeah. affects everyone else around him mm-hmm. he wants to make sure especially his son right he wants his son to be happy and his son's so young too he should be happy he shouldn't worry about his parents yeah. right that just showed me how good of a father he is and just as a person yeah he cares about people so much
1: it kind of gives you a little insight on Lori, too. <laughs> <laughs> that backs to, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, and I just want to... I don't even think we talked about Lori too much, mm-hmm. but I just can't believe how quickly she was with Shane. I mean, it's only. it's been only a few weeks, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: I looked so, on... The timeline that we looked through and we will post this in our description too. There's a wiki for the timeline of events of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead together. But it's been two months.
1: I thought it was even less than that.
0: But it's two months when he finds them. Hmm. So, okay. even so, Lori, still, that's really yeah. short. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I've had fights longer <laughs> than that. <laughs> um, so, I was like, uh, really? Okay. I don't know. I try hard to not judge other people's relationships, but when it comes to We me, can on TV. Yes, we can, because they're fake characters, first of
1: all. <laughs> they're not real people. And second that of all... kind of are to us.
0: Yeah, I mean, second of all, you know, Diana and I are both in relationships. Diana's married. I've been with my boyfriend for quite a while. And I think it would really hurt both of us if we went into a coma and then maybe our, our guys thought we died, but... Two months later, we find them we're like, yeah. surprise, we yeah. are alive. <laughs> yeah. um, and they're with our best friends? <laughs> oh, oh, Jimmy, if you're listening, that's a no no. I mean, that's just, it seems very quick. And I know for the purposes right. of a TV show, they probably do that on purpose. Yeah. But it's no excuse. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's very surprising. But at the same time, Lori seems to try to convince herself that it's okay. You know, in the tent to Shane, she goes, I'm a good mom. And it seems almost as if she's trying to convince herself. I don't think she's not a good mom. Right. I just think that she is, she's struggling with it herself. She knows that what she's doing is probably not the best timing. You know, like, I understand there's a lot going on. And he probably did protect them and he kept them safe. So, you know, I get that. But I just think she could have given it more time.
1: That's what I think. But I guess... Uh, Maybe it wouldn't have been as exciting if we hadn't been (laughs) together.
0: And we wouldn't be talking about Lori so much. Does anything in these two episodes remind you of your own life or call you to do anything? Any of the themes or characters call you to do anything?
1: I think I need to prepare for an apocalypse. I will tell you (laughs) that I often think about it. Like, sometimes I... Previous to watching The Walking Dead, I just didn't believe in anything like that ever happening. Mm -hmm. But now I think you just don't know what can happen, so... It's funny, like sometimes I'll walk outside my house and I kind of walk quickly out there, but I think, oh my God, what if there was a walk or a walking? <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, where would I run to? Just the other day I was thinking, okay, what room would be the safest and where would we run to as a family? You know, where, where could we go to the bathroom and have food to eat? and have access to get outside or can we nail things up on the windows mm-hmm. we have some french doors that are windows i'm like would they break through those there was that one zombie at the department store that had a rock hitting it on the glass okay mm-hmm. again back to them having thoughts and yes. or whatever it is i'm like why did he have a rock and why was he trying to hit the glass did he know i i just they don't do that Currently, no. but they did do it then. But, anyways, uh, you know. So I do think about how to uh, keep the walkers out. I, I think about that, too, do. sometimes. Yeah.
0: I mean, I know it's far off, but I always think about that like, oh, would we even be safe in our apartment? Mm-hmm. Like, how long would we last? Would we have would everyone be holed up at Costco or Safeway or yeah. would everyone loot there first? Yeah. And it's really interesting to think about because we never know until it happens yeah. and you don't know how you're going to act until it happens. Right. Right.
1: That's why fire drills are so important, guys. (laughs) But it's your true character that comes out. It is. That's what happens with all of these. I mean, it's your true character. I'm sure some people were really good, and in The Walking Dead, they kind of turned and weren't so good, and and vice versa. So, what are you watching currently? So, this week,
0: I watched a few things on Netflix, The Shannara Chronicles Mm -hmm. and The Last Kingdom. They are both really good. The Shannara Chronicles is more of a teenager kind of show, but The Last Kingdom is more violent and Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) bold, I would say. Okay. I recommend both of them. They're really good. I also love all the superhero shows. I watch The Flash and Supergirl. They have really... Uh, sarcastic political undertones, which I think people can appreciate yeah. in light of everything that goes on today. Right. And the last one I want us to talk about together. This is Us. Yes. Because I haven't watched oh. last night's episode. Oh, I'm so God. sorry, but um, <laughs> you <killing me. laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But I watched the episode after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I will say yeah. that uh, Mandy Moore was correct by saying it was equally as sad. Oh, God. I, of course, in a in a different way, I think it was the mourning process, and she did an excellent job uh, acting. She was really, I, I could live through her. Um, I would like to say so. that she
0: has grown so much from she her. Has I didn't. From like, her beginning not acting, much in the
1: beginning. Oh, acting! I you meant the character. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: Rebecca. You know yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, because Rebecca sure. I was not happy with her oh, in the no. beginning. So. Absolutely. But I mean, Mandy Moore has always yeah. been very impressive to me, even in A Walk to Remember. Like mm-hmm. I just, I've always loved her. Yeah. But she's just grown so much as an actress yeah. to me. She started out as a singer. Yeah, I know. So it's just it's incredible right. to me because sometimes singers to actresses,
1: it's not a good transition. But she's yeah. just.
0: Blossom. yeah
1: and she is really good in this episode last episode too in this episode and I won't tell you too much more but I'll just say that she grows as the character and I just think she's trying to be and she is the best mom that she can be mm-hmm. and I think that the kids are really lucky to have her as a mom it's just it's yeah, I had tears flowing most oh, of the gosh. time. Oh they were just kind of a little steady flow. <laughs> <laughs> you took breaks from I, crying. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think you had mentioned that the one before. But yeah, she just she just did a really good job. And um, the doctor comes back. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and and talks to her and he kind of gives her a little pep talk. And I think that that was uh, really helpful to her. Um, she needed it. He. had... Tells her a little bit about Jack because Jack used to go and talk with him, Mm. which she didn't know about and um, would ask him for advice on things. And so he just he gives her a pep talk and tells her that she can do this. And she's a strong woman and she's lost a baby and took home another. And Mm. that is so strong in itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to give herself credit for being so strong and that's really what it is she's not giving herself credit and she goes back and she tells the kids things that I'm really happy that she says to them which you'll see when you watch it okay but but yeah it's a really good episode and I'm just really happy with This Is Us and for me I'm watching This Is Us Mm -hmm. and I just finished Grace and Frankie the fourth season (laughs) which you haven't seen that no oh my gosh it is so funny I swear Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda are hysterical. Even um, Sam Watterson and Martin Sheen, mm-hmm. um, it's just, they make me laugh. I mean, I laugh out loud <laughs> so much when I'm watching them. It's 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 really a good show. And I was really upset. I didn't realize it was the last episode of the fourth season when I was watching until <laughs> the end. I'm like, oh my god, that's the last one. So now <laughs> I have to wait until they do another season. And I and also watched end of the... F- world are you done with it and i am done with the first season okay they're short Mm -hmm. so you can get through it really fast Mm -hmm. and there's not there might be 13 but i i think each episode is maybe like 22 minutes or something i watched the first episode oh you did because that show is crazy it's crazy (laughs) i don't think there's anything out there like that it's definitely a lot for young kids
0: i have a question yeah is the main character that guy uh-huh. is he from black mirror did you watch that one well, episode i don't know if i
1: watched the one that you're talking
0: about i don't i didn't recognize him but okay. maybe because i looked at him and i was like he looks very familiar and he looks like the character from black mirror in the episode where they're texting him to tell him all these directions, and he has to do it, or they're gonna expose what they saw on his computer. I don't think I saw
1: that one. Okay, if anyone listening knows which episode <laughs> this is, and if it's the same guy, please well, let me know. Just uh, what I would do, what I normally do, mm-hmm. is go look up the cast on <laughs> yes. that one and see what else he's been on. Because yes. I, I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, that person's on that show. Yes, you know that's why I love that or whatever it is. So, and as far as movies. Um, just this past weekend, I'd watched American Made with Tom Cruise. And um, that was actually pretty good. I learned some, I, it's based on a true story. So um, I think the guy's name and I maybe have this totally wrong. But I thought his name was Barry Seals. He was a TWA pilot. And then the CIA ends up using him. Um, this is back in the 80s. And then he ends up bringing drugs over he's working with the cartel and uh, you know he's found out and then he you know and then he's working with the DEA and it just goes on and on and so it was um I didn't realize it was based on a true story so that hmm. was a pretty good movie and also a couple weeks ago and I just wanted to bring it up because it's such a good movie and it's nominated for a lot of Oscars is a shape of water have you seen the shape of water no yeah, but stay, it's, one it's, of our
0: co-workers told me yeah. that she
1: saw it too actually both of the ladies I share an office with have seen it so yeah and I know one of them has I didn't realize the other one has but it's just a really beautiful movie it's really well made the the actress in it is is so good and the you know supporting cast uh, Richard Jenkins and Octavia Spencer before the Oscars came out Because I think I saw it that weekend, right before it came out. I said that they were both phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I felt so validated when they were nominated. (laughs) I'm like, yes, I knew they did so well. (laughs) I mean, they're just... When you like a lot of different characters in a movie, it just elevates the movie. And it's just done beautifully. And it stuck with me for a while. And it's a good movie, so you're going to have to watch that. Let's... Do our segment, and the award goes to <laughs> meaning who we pick as our favorite character, moment, or quote. Mm-hmm. And at first, for me, I had a toss up between Daryl and Glenn because Daryl, um, like I said, was just kind of playing a bad guy, and he just, you know, does a switch and ends up being an endearing character, and Glenn. I did not realize uh, how tactical Glenn was at the very beginning. (laughs) I just really had no idea. He kind of, you know, he knows his way around the streets and he just kind of takes that and kind of takes on a little bit of a leadership role on certain things um, and tells everybody what to do. And so I I I had a toss up between the two of them, but then I had to go with my guy Rick (laughs) <laughs> because the quote that he says that I love is all I am anymore is a man looking for his wife and son anybody that gets in the way of that is going to lose I'll give you a moment to think about that and that's what he says to Merle on the top of the roof so that's my it's very powerful
0: yeah he defines himself in yes that he totally does yes um, my pick so my favorite quote it probably seems very silly but it is Glenn's first line in this entire show when he says hey you dumbass
1: I almost <laughs> picked that one so I agree
0: <laughs> through the walkie talkie and you know little do we know that it's be- the beginning of this very valuable loyal loving just overall beautiful friendship yeah We have no idea, right? Right. We have no idea that these two Mm -hmm. are going to become partners in crime. They're going to have each other's back. They're both are going to go above and beyond to save each other in different situations. And sometimes they even think they're going to die together in different situations. And they're okay. Like they are very accepting of different situations because they're together. And I just, I think that's so beautiful. Personally... Sometimes I feel like I've struggled with keeping friends or making friends. I think that's why I chose this, because I really value my few friendships that I do have. Mm -hmm. And I think that I have accepted that you don't need a bunch of friends all the time. And we see with Rick and Glenn that they realize who their true friends are through their trials and tribulations. And sometimes they're let down because they really thought that other people were part of their family part Mm -hmm. of their team yeah but they never let each other down so i just think it's really sweet and i think they provide a lot of light and hope to this show yeah so definitely that is why i chose that quote yeah Cool. So thank you for tuning in. This is our first
1: episode yes, thank ever. you. <laughs> we are really grateful that you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle or made you happy. You know, we just hope for positivity and inspiration in our lives, so hopefully we've given you one of those things would be awesome. <laughs>
0: yes. So uh, please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. Rate review our podcast on iTunes. I am kind of sensitive. An expert crybaby, if you will. would be too.
1: (laughs) We want constructive criticism. Constructive
0: feedback, please. No. Oh my God, you sound awful. Try not to be too harsh. Thank you. We will be uploading new episodes every Tuesday. And our next show will be on season one, episodes three and four. Again, you can find our blog at the link listed in
1: our description. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. See you next time.